0: This is a special Rosh Hashanah edition of The Pen and the Yod. Join Rabbi Michael Siegel of Anshayim at Synagogue in Chicago and author Jonathan Eig as we think about the new year.
1: Hi, Jonathan. Hi, Rabbi.
0: Are you much of a science person? Uh, It was not my strength in school. Um, So I'd have to say, no, not as bad as math, but uh, definitely not something I'm uh, strong in.
1: I'm not either, but there are kind of, Science facts that I that I'm interested in, and when I hear them, of course I take them. You know, everything's a possible sermon, but <laughs> uh, right sermon in the making. You know, uh, but I read something about monarch butterflies that I thought was really interesting. That monarch butterflies that are bred bred in captivity uh, eventually lose the evolution of a gene responsible for genetic memory that they use for migration, right? So that monarch butterflies, you know, they migrate, they travel distances. And so at the end of the day, without an understanding of their past, the butterflies kind of go through this trauma and they lose the ability to even go forward. So this notion of this gene that, uh, that's, that's within the butterfly for genetic memory is is a really powerful thing.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of like my ability to read a map. With now that I have GPS, I can no longer find any place uh, without it. I can't even get home from the supermarket without the GPS. You know, we've become so reliant. So maybe, maybe our our genes for you know wandering in the desert as Jews have already been been lost. Or you know, who knows what else. Um, we are evolving out of.
1: Well, I think that's such an interesting that's an interesting connection, right? That that in a way, you know, all I know is to follow the blue line right, right on ways. Right, that's that's my knowledge of of geography, right?
0: Yeah. I prefer not to think for myself anymore. I prefer just to let the phone tell me which way I should go. And as a result of that, I'm I'm losing some abilities that, you know, I probably won't uh, feel the impact of. Uh, but you never know. You know, I might get lost someday and can't find my way home.
1: right my wife it drives her nuts. I mean she loves to look at a map and she wants to know where she is and I'm just fine with you know turn in 1.3 miles right and uh, merge merge into here and so and maybe I am losing my well I didn't have much of a, a sense of direction to begin with so I can't really claim that I'm losing it but regardless um, I was thinking about this idea of the monarch butterfly, and the seasonal return of Jews on the high holidays we've gone through this trauma of covid, and so we have sort of this this yearly ritual of thousands of people gathering at Anchamit and at synagogues across the world, right, and everyone kind of coming together and hearing familiar tunes and going through familiar rituals and tasting familiar foods and the apples and honey or a challah and honey and wishing each other a new year a shana tova all of that kind of adds to our memory and kind of helps us find our way in the coming year now that we've gone through a couple of years of covid and that we've also sort of mastered online services and things like that are jews losing their way are we losing that that gene that jewish gene that kind of helps us find our way
0: that's a great question. And of course, it extends beyond Rosh Hashanah. And it extends just beyond just the last couple of years because at synagogues across America, is down and religious worship in, in general across all religions is down. Um, the number of people who attend services um, for any religion has been falling for years. So have we lost some fundamental part of our identity as as Jews um, over the years as, as we attend less often? I and mean, then has that been exacerbated by COVID and Zoom remote services? It's a great question and it's a, it's a worrisome one.
1: I think it is. I think that there is something about being in the same room, about hearing other people's voices, not through the speaker of your computer or your phone or your television, but really kind of being present and being part of the experience itself. I think that helps us get our bearings in the world. And as we come to the this Rosh Hashanah, I'm I'm concerned because I don't know that we are we're going to be doing that in that way. I think we've gotten very comfortable, which I think is great. But I do think there are downsides to
0: being online. Well there's no question about that. And you and I find ourselves talking about that in a lot of different ways um, when it comes to just Being a part of a family, you know, and seeing each other remotely more often because we've gotten used to FaceTiming and Zooming. Um, When it comes to being in an office place and sharing a sense of responsibility with your coworkers, how is that diminished by all the online meetings and not just seeing each other around the office and being able to look and see when one of your coworkers looks like they're having a bad day uh, or having empathy for the boss um, because you actually see that boss as a human being, as opposed to an occasional face on, on your computer screen. Uh, And, and this to me, uh, when it comes to Rosh Hashanah is the um, is maybe the biggest question of all, because it's really about taking time to think about the meaning of your life and what you've done, and what you can do better. Uh, you know, these are the big questions. And if and if you're not doing those as well, if you're not doing those as intimately, and if you're not feeling like a part of a community where these things matter to all of us together, um, you, I don't know. I don't know what we're losing, but I think it, the potential is that we're losing a lot.
1: Well, I, I, would, I would say a couple of things. First of all, I think there's a certain irony to the fact that we're talking about the importance of actually sitting in the same room, but For the last couple of years, you and I haven't been creating these podcasts in the same room.
0: Oh, don't tell people that.
1: (laughs) And we don't even do it on Zoom. We don't see each other. I can't actually read your face. I don't even know if you're reading your emails right now. Who knows what's going on on the other side of this? Yeah, right. But the bottom line is, is that when we used to do it in my study back in the day, I mean, it was a very different experience. We could watch each other and you were kind of, reading body language. And, you know, sometimes the other would wince or smile or you say, what are you thinking? Because you were attuned in a very different way.
0: Yeah. And I can remember days when you were harried and, you know, there was a pet emergency or, you know, or days when I had a child emergency and we could see and we could sort of, you know, empathize with each other and we could, you know, check in on each other later in the day to see how that was going. And to be honest, you know, that's been lost. We don't do that as much anymore unless it's something really dramatic that, Um, You can tell uh, where you bring it up. Right. 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 So, yeah. um, And that's that's going on on a global scale. Right. That's not just you and me. That's that's our whole synagogue. That's our whole. You know, everybody in the world is struggling with that
1: right now. I guess I would just extend this a little bit and say. That part of getting together on Rosh Hashanah and there was this feeling, look, I, I'm hoping we're getting, you know, we're coming back and people are coming back in much larger numbers. But I would say that one of the joys of Rosh Hashanah was just walking in the hallways and just seeing people and kind of this buzz. And, you know, there's a vibe in the building. And I think that one of the traps that we live with is that it's easy to start to say, hey, you know what, it's about all about me. What kind of work do I need to do? right? What's going to make me happier in the year to come and those around me. But one of the ideas that is conveyed, communicated when we are together just uh, by, by our presence next to each other is that it's not just about you. It's about the community. It's about the fact that you are part of something else. And so we're saying, Avinu Malkenu, our father, our king, we, us, we have stood here before. We are the descendants of Abraham. And the fact that we're saying it and hearing it in real time makes a difference. It makes a difference. And, you know, like that monarch butterfly that sort of loses its bearings because that genetic piece of it isn't being developed on a yearly basis. You know, I wonder what's going to happen to our own kind of radar of Jewishness, right? This kind of connectivity that makes the ingathering of Jews an important issue.
0: No, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I can imagine a moment where, you know, we attend the services online and we fill out surveys online and we check all these boxes to say that we've atoned for these sins and those sins. And, you know, you, you e-sign them all and you feel complete because you've done it all on your own and you've done it responsibly. But if you're not sharing it with the community, and you don't feel like you're, uh, you know, and I agree with you so Strongly, you know about the, the the joy of seeing your friends and reconnecting with people who maybe you haven't seen in a while, but if you're not feeling that that spirit, what are you
1: losing so much right and we even ha- we haven't actually even touched on the whole difference in how we actually physically greet people this idea of hugging people of wearing a mask, do I shake your hand how do I relate to you in this sort of covid or post covid or Extension of COVID era, right? How do I actually connect with you? And when I don't hug you or kind of just don't shake your hand, but sort of bow to acknowledge you, if that's what you do, it's what you choose to do. How does that affect us? How does that form of communication impact our relationships? Things have changed dramatically. And I think it's time for us to kind of take a breath and say, well, How is this impacting us, and what do we need to do as Jews just to show up? Is Kol Nidre the night when we just make a full-out push to have everyone coming to shul or whatever? Be there for one of the days of Yantav. It's important that we see you, but it's important for you to be present.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's um, really interesting because like the monarch butterfly and like our GPS use, we don't know and we won't know. For a long time, we may not know in our lifetimes all of the impacts, all of the, the ways this is affecting right. us, so what can we do? We can keep acting, we can keep doing the things that we know are important because we don't know what the, all the negative consequences are going to be. so we, I think we have to fight back against it even at, at every moment just to cling to the things that we know are important to us
1: I agree, I agree, but I want to I come back to your your analogy with GPS and kind of speak about it as gps because if you think about it for a minute, the way you were describing and and I was certainly agreeing because I do the same thing, is that the experience of following a map is very different than it was, right? When you would sit with a map and you would plot out how you were going to go. In the old days, we would use those AAA triptychs and you would open it up and you would see, learn something about the community you were driving through. You were experiencing something. You were on the road, but you were looking at the sites and why is this town famous and what are they famous for and what do they do? And today it's right turn, left turn. And in a way, coming to Shul, being part of it all, right? No matter how well we do our online services and we're thrilled that people enjoy them and then want to make use of them, it doesn't really take the place of actually being physically present, And because it's that it's that map. I'm looking at the scenery. I'm look who's here. Oh, I haven't seen that person. Oh, that seat is empty. Oh, gosh, I wonder what happened to that person who was getting old over the years. It's just great to be together that that kind of feeling where we're all part of something and sensing it. That's also part of that GPS system that makes the high holidays special. And I think gives Jews a sense of direction as they go into a new year.
0: And I would also point out that, you know, one of the great things about traveling without GPS is that you sometimes get lost. And you sometimes come across things that you weren't planning to or didn't even want to see. And those come out, those turn out to be some of the most meaningful experiences too, because you're open to surprise. You're open to changes in the plan. And uh, that's an important part of life that we can lose sometimes too, if if we have everything programmed for us and if we don't show up and just see what happens when we get there.
1: Right, the possibility of serendipity. I love that. All right. Well, Jonathan, I wish you yes. and your family and all of our listeners a um, Shanah a Very happy, sweet new year. Same to you.